Good morning, good evening, good day, good afternoon, good night. Thank you for cheering the random podcast. The first podcast episode for 2019, season one, episode four, I guess? Something like that. Anyways, uh, I mean, I haven't really, you know, thought of something for this. I mean, it wouldn't really be the random podcast if I actually thought out the entire fucking episode. Uh... I mean, that's kind of the perk of it. Like, I can just do it whenever. It doesn't really uh, constrict me to one little thing. But what I can say, uh, and what I I do want to say, is that um, it's it's something interesting. Like, it's 2019. uh, We're about to hit 2020. There's a lot of things going on in my life. Making plans moving forward. And one thing I just want to say, like, as a new year, like, you know, fuck a New Year's resolution. You want to do something that, you know, only allows you to, you know, do you. Uh, Live your life the way you want to. Uh, You know, if you find yourself surrounded by people that are always putting you down, that are making it negative, or, like, you find yourself in a situation where you're unhappy... You know, maybe it's time to ask yourself, like, are you okay with this? Are you content with how things are at the moment? And I know personally, for speaking from my own perspective, I don't, I don't really, like, I have masochistic tendencies. I, I know I do. Um, and I like to experience things. I, I like to go through despair. No, I'm not that chick from Dor- Dog and Rampa. Um, I'm not going to cause the ultimate, most despairing, event in the world, but I'm just saying, like, I like to experience life as it is, like, because I feel like without going through the experience, I won't know how it feels, and without knowing how it feels, I won't be able to offer insight, because then I'm just talking out my ass, but with that being said, I don't recommend doing this, I don't recommend doing that for anyone, there's no point in putting yourself in situations where you're fucked, um, But at the same time, I know how I am. Like, you know, given my upbringing, given how everything played out in my life, it's just one of those things where you have to, like, accept yourself who you are and want, and you have to be able to want to move on. You want to be able to, you know, grow as a person. Uh, You have to recognize the problem. You have to admit there's a problem. And that's the first step. Uh, And this isn't going to be, you know, one of those self help preaches or speeches or whatever the fuck it's called. I'm just saying it is. Like, I know personally, like, I was in a abusive relationship for three years. I was emotionally abused. I was physically abused. And for a long time, it changed my positive... Like, I used to be, like, a realist. Let, let's just put it like that. I was a realist. Like, I was the type of person, like, given enough time, I could accomplish anything. You know, I just have to bunker down, like, learn the pro- establish a proper foundation. You know, I might stumble here and there initially, but I'm able to do it later on. Like, you know, coding, uh, chemistry, like, chemistry, physics, stuff like that. But at the same time, you gotta, it's, it, it's, it's different. Like, you know, I know, Personally speaking, I know it's a little personal and TMI, whatever, you can skip later on if you can. I don't know. Um, basically, I I know I have a fear of rejection, and there's, not, there's nothing I can do about that. Um, but 
at the same time, because I fear rejection and like, you know, being disowned from my own family, like I have a, I have a big, uh, how do I say it? I have a, I'm sorry. The, the music I, I'm listening to is like really fucking, fucking with me. I, I can't, I can't, I, I'm sorry. I can't. Okay. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, like I have a fear of rejection. Like that kind of perpetuated me, you know, having my own support group of very close friends. Uh, it's, I know it's not for everyone, you know, I know I'm a really rash, impulsive person. Otherwise I'm like highly calculated. That's why I'm so indecisive because I weigh out all the pros and cons. I end up not doing it. Cause like, I, I'm not gonna lie. Why would I go out? Like, let's for, say for instance, if I go, if I have the choice between staying in, uh, with a loved one or a group of close friends versus going to a party with, a couple acquaintances, seeing the same people, you know, uh, seeing people offer me drugs, try to peer pressure me, saying, hey, don't be such a square. And, you know, I don't like, I mean, I like dancing, but I don't like, you know, the bumping, the grinding that a lot of parties devolve into. Like, everyone's a drunken mess, and they just grind on each other, you know? And, like, you know, that, that's basically it. Like, I, it's not my type of thing. Like, I like dance, I like dancing in a form of art. It's, I see it as a form of art. Like, hands down, like, I, I respect the craft of dancing. It's, it's beautiful. It's, you know, it's seeing the human body move to music, which is also art. And it's just, I'm seeing music in motion, if that makes sense. It does. But anyways, uh, with that being said, I just have to say, like, uh, you know, if I had the option of, you know, going back to the option of, you know, staying back with close friends or a loved one to go to a party where people try to peer press me into drugs or, you know, it's just going to be a hot, sweaty, drunken mess, people gr- grinding and doing drugs and whatnot, like, I choose staying home. Like, I'm not going to lie, I, I, I kicked back and played Dungeons and Dragons over going to high-profile parties in my college days, because, like, well, the later part of my college days, because I, I had a lot of issues early on in college. But, once again, this is a self-help. Um, but, with that being said, uh, it... I just... Going... Well... Yeah, with that being said, like, I just want to say, like, you know, uh, I know me as a person, I have a lot to work on. Uh, there's nothing for a long time I thought, like, I wouldn't be okay without being in a relationship because I felt, you know, I need someone with me to be on that journey of, like, self-discovery to build myself up. And I want someone to be there with me. So when I reach my end goal of, you know, starting a family and everything, it's built up, like me and that person have a a deep bond. But things don't always work out like that. Um, the person that I dated for a few years, uh, they were... They came from a similar background. Like, their family wasn't the best family, but they still loved them. And, that you know, that, that really vibed with me. Like, you know, you can't choose your family, but... You don't have to like him, but that's besides the point. Uh, and that person didn't understand, like you know, how I am as a person. Like I become emotionally distant. I'm not, you know, I'm not really. I know I, I'm, I'm highly stubborn. I'm really fucking stubborn. Uh, and 
Yeah, I'm the type of person that tries to get the last word in, if possible. Uh, I am petty. I'm very vindictive. Uh, but at the same time, like, because I know my vindictive nature, if I'm with someone that, like, I, I deeply care about, uh, it's it's something that I don't want to, like, you know, perpetuate in the relationship. I try to be more open with them. I try to, you know, I tell them. And, like, and it, it, it's... It's how do I say? It? Is it an oxymoron, or is it, or is it a paradox? Because I, I have trouble talking about how I feel, because I always, you know, growing up, I always, anytime like you know that situation, you know, uh, growing up in an all female household, they're like males aren't supposed to have feelings, males aren't supposed to do this, and it's just like you know that that that's deeply ingrained with me. It's never I have trouble, you know to my close friends I know for over a decade. Like, a, lot, a few of them I know over a decade. I still can't say, and it, it's difficult for me to look at them and be like, oh yeah, I love you. You know, as a brother, because that word means a lot to me. Because it's not easily given. And, but at the same time, it's, 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 it becomes difficult to just like, talk about this. And I know it, it's been barely, like, you know, almost over a year since, you know, I, I well, let's just, let's just put it like this. To, to keep it completely honest with you, I pulled the trigger of breaking up. I left the relationship. It's not that I was left. I chose to leave the relationship because I was at the point in my life where I wanted to be like, am I okay with this? Am I content with the life I'm living right now? Uh, I have a shitty job, and my relationship's causing me visible health concerns. I, you know, I got high blood pressure, you know, I got, I was highly depressed, I was gaining weight, I lost motivation to, like, actually, like, I, I found myself completely different from where I was before, because, like, I always, like, you know, I forgot the reason why I did things, it, I became, like, half alive, and it's just, it's, 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 it's weird seeing me now, like, you know, I cut contact with that person. It was rough. It was rough. I'm not going to lie. It's rough. Uh, when you, when you're emotionally and physically abused, um, and you're, and you have no support group, you have no family to turn to, and the only person you have them, and it's like, you feel, you feel trapped, because if you try to talk to the full, the few friends you do have, it's like, you know, they don't want to, it's like, it's like the question, like, do you want to see, are you the type of person to watch a train wreck, or are you the type of person to turn away, and a lot of my friends, for the most part, like, they are the type of people to turn away, because they saw me basically choosing to let my life go to shit, because I was so intent on keeping a relationship that was negative, that was toxic, and even now, like, I still, I still have, I have trouble um, it hurts. It really hurts because now the narrative has shifted. Um, even though I'm the one that was abused, I was the one that was that chose like had their life, you know, ruined per se. Um, it's a long story. I'm not going to go into in this one. But uh, with that being said, like you know, I've was made a monster, and now in some of my circles like, not friends, but acquaintances, they see me as this horrible person that, you know, is highly abusive and manipulative, and, like, 
I just see myself and I'm like, you know, I don't really know them. Everyone that I was truly close with, like, yeah, they are like, well, you know, you chose to be in that relationship. We can't really stop you. But at the same time, like, you know, we know how you are as a person. We've seen things like some of the events that, you know, she described. She was the sole perpetuator. She she did this to gain attention. She did this, you know, because she felt you weren't paying enough attention to her, even though you were trying to do stuff to, you know, to fix your life. But with that being said, that being said, uh, I'm not saying you should, if you think your relationship's toxic, whatnot, you should just leave. I'm saying, you know, your life should never be defined by the person you're with. And some people are like, well, that's a duh. Well, not to everyone. Some people, it's the the reason, uh, raison d'etat, the reason to live. Uh, and you have to be in that situation. You have to be to fully understand. And you know, me sp- briefly talking about it won't really uh, won't really elaborate if you get what I'm saying. But um, you know. But not to, you know, start the year off on a, a depressing note. Uh, one thing I can say is, uh, you know, in retrospect, I can say, uh, you know, playing, I got I got back into Destiny 2. Uh, the game's awesome. Uh, I mean, I was a big fan of Destiny 1. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, I played a lot. I, I remember having a little fire team that, you know, we meet up people internationally it's someone from canada someone from like england someone from australia like a couple people from like the east coast it was great it was fucking great like we all got together we kicked some ass we did iron banner we uh did raids like i remember the vault of glass like i remember the first time i did the vault of glass like like that that feeling of killing killing a what was his name ethereum or theron like and getting my first piece of raid gear. Now, a lot of people don't remember. I got the uh so I got the the sniper rifle. The raid sniper rifle, uh Paradise Revenge, I wanna say that's what it was called. But like, oh my gosh, it was that satisfying like notification is like, oh you got raid gear. I was like, Yes, I got raid gear. Fuck it. No, but um like just that joy, like it's it's so great. And then oh 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 the fall of Crota Raid, Crota's Revenge, oh beating that for the first time. And I'm not gonna lie, uh I was one of the first fifty fire teams to beat Crota's Revenge. Like like the Fall of Crota, one of the first fifty fire teams. And it may on hard. And that may not seem a lot, but to me, that's fucking dope, you know? Like, that's fucking dope. Like, I, I remember, like, he's, I still remember being the Blade Runner, because I, I ran Rogue mostly. I remember the being the Blade Runner, and they're like, go, go, Melty, go! And I was like, ah! <laughs> and I remember getting the last strike and just be like, yes, yes! And everyone's like, oh, yes! And, like, when we did it, like, we, I was legit in tears, because it's like, I did it. I did it. Everyone's like, fucking go man like everyone was just like cheering and shit and it was just oh that feeling to recreate that moment like oh oh it's it's it gets the blood pumping and like i don't know like oh man i can't say like i haven't had that since i went to a local 
run Melty Blood tournament. I didn't win, but like doing an expedition match against the, the champion, and everyone was like, "Oh!" Because I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I, I mainly play an actress again. I mainly run uh, Rugi Shiki from Karen no Kohai. But at the same time, if I can't get her, I use uh, Rugi Shiki, uh, not Naya, not the Demon Slayer one, the normal glasses guy. Or I'll run a, uh, I'll run a, uh, what's her name, the fucking Kung Fu Loli, or the vampire chick that the main character liked before she got turned into vampire. But um. Like, real shit. Ooh, that shit was... Uh, like, being able to go toe-to-toe with the champion, they're like, oh, you must have performance anxiety. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not the type... Like, I'm the type of person who, if I'm playing with a group of friends and I know a bunch of tournament tactics or combos where it, like, basically makes it so you can't really win the, in the game, I won't use them. Like, is it holding back? Yeah. Does it seem a little bit unfair? In some perspective, but at the end of the day, I play video games have fun with people. Like, if I wanted to just do a one-sided, like, you can't do shit, and it's it, it becomes stupid to play. Like, I, I demonstrated that in someone, uh, in Smash Brothers, and uh, Project M. Like, there was someone I knew in, in college, they were like, you know, they, they really looked up to, like, you know, professional Smash Brothers, like, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, why don't you do this? I'm like, I, I don't like tournaments. I don't. I don't like the, I like having, playing the game for fun. I don't play it for money, uh, in a casual setting. Like, I'm not going to sit there and play, act like I'm playing for money in a casual setting because it's not fun. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, play me and I'll play you seriously. And I, it was a one sided slaughter. I three stocked them, you know? And I think I picked Donkey Kong. I just literally just... They couldn't do anything. At the end of the game, uh, end of the match, the most they can get me to was like, what, 60%? And don't even get me started with Marth. If I picked Marth, they couldn't... They got 30. I just perfectly spaced them. Like, I didn't have to wave dash. I didn't have to do anything. Like, I can wave dash. I'm not proficient with it because I didn't put effort into learning it. But at the same time, I feel it's better to have fun playing video games with your friends, not play, making them feel like it's a tournament thing. And like, I mean, I understand me and my friends did the rule of loser pass sticks. Okay. That's fun, but it's the rotation and around the world. You have to pass sticks anyways, but at the same time, like it's fun. Like, you know, we shit talk each other, you know, left and right. It's not bad. It's not great, but you know, it's different. It's ultimately different. I remember years later, that guy, you know, he went to tournaments, he trained, he trained seriously because he got traumatized and he wanted to beat me. And the entire time he did all this training montage and whatnot, I didn't even, ca- I didn't even play the game. I don't own a Wii. I don't own Smash Brothers. I mean, I can emulate it, but it's not the fucking same thing. So with that being said, he spent all this time just to beat someone that doesn't try to play the game. And when he barely won, he, you know, he, he felt accomplished. I'm like, I hope you feel accomplished. Because I don't really care. And that just, that just like, it was like a slap in the face. But, you know, enough of this rambling. One thing I do want to, like, say that's kind of awesome. I just want to say, like, uh, it came out, what was it? Earlier this, last year? January last year? uh, Death March to the Moonlight World? No, that's stupid enough. Death March to the Parallel World Rhapsody. It's a great fucking series. The light novel's off the fucking chain. The anime didn't show the full potential, but this is the random podcast. This is Melty Scarlet. And like always, keep it classy, stay beautiful, and Happy New Year's.